Hey there, hi there, ho there. Welcome to another week of us talking about toxic, codependent friendships with no boundaries. We can't get to that part yet, though. We gotta get to our seamless seconds, like always. So what's your seamless second for this week, Taylor? Well, I was gonna talk about one that was related to the attire that you're wearing right now. Katie has on a Grey's Anatomy sweatshirt, you know, all those character names. Is it like, are you, is it about Grey's Anatomy? I want to hear this. I'm excited. Well, it's not about the show, but it is related. So as I was scrolling through TikTok, which is, you know, all I do ever, uh, I saw a little nursery video and some new mommy, new mommy to be, I'm assuming it's her firstborn if she put that much energy into that nursery, but she has a Grey's Anatomy themed nursery and everyone in the comments is like, I know y'all didn't see that, but just imagine like a really animated googly side eye. It was, it was dramatic to say the least because I saw that video and it was, the highlight was the comments. I'll say that. It was a choice that she made and some of the quotes on the walls were really had me cracking up and like her child's name I'm not trying to make fun of her or this baby oh yeah also let me just preface that I just thought it was kind of funny but her baby's name is Meredith K and the quotes on the walls it's like today's a great day to save lives but is that not putting that child under pressure to become a surgeon you know that mom wants that child to be a surgeon and maybe the dad too but just not for like Grey's Anatomy reasons he'd probably be like yeah like Grey's Anatomy but like if you make a lot of money I mean you could support us the rest of your life I want a Shondaland themed nursery like I want one wall to be how to get away with murder you know the logo for Shondaland that Mm -hmm. like pops up I want that we'll hire like a muralist Yes. Because y'all, okay. if everyone is new here, hi. Katie's my secret crush. Um, and because I'm manifesting mm. it, she's going to profess her love for me soon. And then yes. we'll like adopt a child or something. Yeah. Um, I think we should split it on our like want, like on our, you know, desires though. So you want Shondaland. I want, ooh, I want like a CW. <laughs> Can you can we do Vampire Diaries? <laughs> uh, we can do Vampire Diaries, which I haven't watched in a while. I'll just say that she abandoned um, it. I will. I'll I'll pick it back up one day. It got like boring. I kind of not like boring, but like I kind of got tired of it because it was like uh, because now Elaine is a vampire and she's like in love with Ian Somerhalder, who I can't remember Damon Damon says mm-hmm. and I'm like. This is the part where it's just not fun anymore. Because, like, the tension between Dana and Elena, that's what, like, kept it going. And now it's like, ugh. Okay, whatever. Um. Anyways, yeah, CW. We can do Vampire Diaries. I mean, not really Riverdale, because I've never seen Riverdale. But the new We don't promo want that for, as the theme. But have, we, have you seen the promo for the new season of Riverdale? I don't think so. Girl. So, apparently, like... One of them went to war. It's, like, years in the future. So, like, it's... I I heard it's, like, pretty, um... Tradi- like, what is that word? Um, it's, like, the comics. Like, they're... They're Canon? doing with the comics. Yeah, I don't know why. It's such a simple word, and I can't remember it. Anyway, so, like, one of them went to war. 
Betty's like an FBI agent. I think it's Betty. I don't know. And then one of them got married. And of course, that's the only thing about the woman. It's it's a female character. And, she, and they're like, she got married. I'm like, Probably everybody Veronica. else has, Yeah. Like, everybody else has such a cool, like, uh, job. And she's like, I got married. <laughs> Which, not saying that's not an achievement if that's what you want in life. But in the show, they kind of made it out to seem like it was that was it i i don't know i just saw in that gray's anatomy comment section someone said so y'all aren't doing winnie the pooh as the nursery theme anymore and it had so many likes and i was like that was my nursery theme i don't know what mine was although i did have a lot of winnie the pooh stuff like i still have a little winnie the pooh stuffed animal so maybe it was the real og piglet eeyore Mm mm-hmm that's so funny. I can't wait for a future child to grow up to be a CW writer and CW and Shondaland writer. Honestly, if I don't get to put like a mural of Kerry Washington and the president of the United States having a rendezvous <laughs> in the nursery, then I don't want it. Hmm. I want the, oh, you know what we should also put? Viola Davis, like she's what's that one clip where in um i i guess it's how to get away with murder where she's like don't you just me she's like smacking a dead person or something and she's like don't you do this don't you do this i don't know that specific clip but i think we should paint one wall of the nursery green like a chalkboard like chalkboard paint and we write on it it's like how to get away with murder because it's like criminology 101 or whatever and then it's just like the steps <laughs> And we have, like, the growth thing. Like, you know, my family didn't do this, but I know some of y'all probably had this where they're like, how tall are you? And they do the pencil marks. We'll do that in there. Mm-hmm. We did it on – we did it at my grandmother's house for some reason, but it was on her fridge because you could, like, write on her fridge, but, like, you weren't supposed to, but, like – and then she would just erase it, and then we would just write it in, like, a notepad. She was high tech. So there's that. But um, I'm excited for <laughs> for our future nursery for our family planning yeah our pinterest um, board for it <laughs> yes as if we don't have enough and and you know ridiculous pinterest boards exactly tell me about the golden globes y'all know i'm gonna just complain about this we know a lot of films didn't come out last year because of corona understandable so they're looking to streaming services now and also, like, most of these movies haven't even come out yet. So, like, most people can't watch these films without illegally access- accessing them. And still, that's, like, very hard to find them. And because everybody's like, oh, I hate the run-up of movies this year. And it's like, nobody's seen these movies. How can you tell? Like, we don't even know what's going on. But for best comedy slash musical, this is truly tragic. James Corden, best actor for um, his role as a borderline offensive gay man in The Prom. <laughs> James Corden. Lin-Manuel Miranda for Hamilton, which, if you don't know, Hamilton is a Broadway musical, and then they just recorded the Broadway musical and put it on Disney+. Plus. So, is he an actor in a movie? Technically, yes, but I don't think, I don't think that should count. Those are like two different Personally. things. Yeah. And then we've talked about this. I don't know about on the podcast, but Sia's new um, adventure is being a director and I guess writer. And her movie music about 
an autistic girl being autistic. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's like that's basically what it's about. We have not talked about this. Are you, we haven't? No. Because what you just said, I was like, it. I've never heard I this news. I thought I talked to you about this. Maybe it was somebody else. Okay. So Sia wrote a mu- movie, wrote and directed a movie. I assume she wrote it. And it's called Music. The girl in, is played by Maddie Ziegler because. Oh, wait. Yeah, we have. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think I knew the name of the movie, though, so we probably didn't discuss that. And Maddie is supposed to be autistic in the movie. And you can just imagine what the backlash was for it. Because Maddie is not autistic. There you go. And, like, everybody knows it's offensive ableist. Even Sia said herself, yes, it's probably ableist, but I just can't do anything without Maddie. So even Sia, the creator, has admitted that it could be offensive, yet the Golden Globes nominates it for Best Comedy Musical Film. Like, I know we ran short of films last year, but we just didn't have to go to these levels. We really didn't. I feel like they were just grasping at straws to have anything in the category. Yeah, they were either grasping at straws or throwing darts at a dartboard. Which is how Riverdale scripts are written. Mm Mm-hmm. So, um, this happens every year. The Golden Globes is just so ridiculous. But I feel like this year is just, <laughs> like, I, it's just why? Just cancel why? it. Just be like the Met Gala and be like, yo, we're not doing it. But, yeah, like, it's not as if there haven't been actors who have played people who have disabilities in movies. Like, it does happen. But I just wonder because, one, she's young. Mm-hmm. And, two... She hasn't done that many acting projects, especially not anything not that of that I, caliber. Not that I know of. I think she was in this one movie called, like, The Book of Henry a mm-hmm. few years ago. But I remember hearing about, like, this movie so long ago because they were filming. And I think because of Corona, just production just, like, well, not production, but, like, post-production just halted completely. So Maddie was maybe, like, in her early to mid-teens when she made this movie. So I don't know if I can blame Maddie for it, but I'm definitely blaming Sia. Because just the fact that Sia... First of all, Sia did, didn't do any research about people on the autism spectrum or who are autistic at all. She just kind of said, you know what? We need to write a movie about somebody who uses music to me, to communicate, and that has to be an autistic person. So I'm going to write a movie like that. And it just... Yeah, it just sounds ridiculous. I just feel like you would have to be, you know, an actor with more experience to take on something like that. Because it's not like the Book of Henry because she's not a child anymore. Like, she's old enough to be criticized for work. But, like, there's that show on Netflix, Atypical, with – um, I never know how to pronounce his name. I'm so sorry if I'm saying it wrong. But Keir or Kyer Gilchrist, and he plays um, a guy who has autism – and I think that show has, like, some criticism about it. I can't critique mm-hmm. it on... I think that also came up when... I mean, so many things came up because people were like, well, so many people have played, like, people with disabilities in the past. And I'm like, yes, that's true. But also, moving forward, we need to learn to not do... Like, because I think also one of the things Sia said... Oh, yeah, she did definitely say this because it's, like, made so many people mad. She said, well... I'm working, she said, well, I didn't hire someone who had autism because they're difficult to work with. 
So I think, I don't know why she said that considering like so many people with autism are in the film um, industry because the person who plays Walt Jr. on Breaking Bad, he has autism and his character has autism and his performance was amazing. So I don't really know where she gets that information from. There are plenty of other actors who could take on that role who are actually on the spectrum and you would get more accuracy and maybe she would learn something and I feel like if you're going to make a statement that's that ignorant maybe you don't need to make a movie on that subject yeah and it's like she acts like only autism people are like difficult to work with I'm like girl there are literally child actors out there who are difficult to work with there are grown adults who are difficult to work with anybody can be difficult it doesn't matter if you have a disability or not so See, you sound like you are difficult to work with. Mm-hmm. And she worked with Shia LaBeouf. I'm sure he was difficult to work with. And it's a big, like, Tim Burton, Johnny Depp scenario. Because, like, she's done so many projects with Maddie. I'm like, maybe it's okay to branch out. Yeah. Like, when she said, I can't do anything without Maddie, I'm like, this sounds, like, very possessive. I'm like, what if she's just like, I don't want to do this anymore. Like, what are you going to do? Maddie is, like. She she must be like 18, 19 years old, which is very hard to believe, by the way, because I remember when she was an itty bitty bitty little girl. And I I could see if she wanted to because unfortunately like Maddie is one of the least relevant of the dance moms girls these days. Cause you know, Jojo Jojo's out here being the best she can be. She mm-hmm. really is. Mackenzie is like more famous than her sister now because she's like big on TikTok and stuff. So Maddie's probably holding on to that relevancy. She but really she is. does have that like Fabletics collection. So hey. people say that that low key seems like a pyramid scheme. Like I heard scam. that, but like some people, t- like some people tell me, I'm acting like people directly say this to me, but a lot of people are like, I love Fabletics and they're not sponsored or anything. I don't know. Let us know if the leggings are worth it. I don't know. I always see the commercials about it, but I do want to take back what I said because it doesn't seem like she's grasping for relevancy because if she was, she would be on like TikTok or I don't know. She just seems like she would be more active, but I think she's just enjoying her life. As she she should. should. You know what? Not Kalani though. Kalani, we don't, we don't stand your, um, beliefs in this house <laughs> you heard that hilliker anyway anyway i don't have a transition you're always good at the transition i'm sorry my like personality since we've been gone has just declined and my mental health honestly not the worst it's ever been but not the best either and i'm here to make it better everyone um, that's my job during the podcast. Uh-huh. Um, that's her number. She, you know, therapist. You know who needs therapy? Miss mm-hmm. Naomi herself. Yes, she well, does. Well, her mother too. Honestly, everyone in that cast probably. Yeah. So we watched the, well, the official title is Naomi and Eli's No, no Kiss List. Is it Naomi or Naomi. Because that's one of those names where, like, it's... I think... I've been saying Naomi. I say Naomi. But I think it it could really be either one. Um, Anyways, so... 
Yes, this movie, I think it's based off of a book. It's so, like, you can tell what something is based off of, like, some teen fiction book. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I love me some teen fiction. Fiction. <laughs> but, fiction. But this movie came out in 2015, stars our girl, Victoria Justice. Mm-hmm. And our other girl, a supporting actor, Miss Monique Coleman. Mm-hmm. Also, I don't want it to seem like I'm hating on Victoria Justice. I'm so not. I do not accept Victoria Justice hate. Um, we both are here. Victoria stands. Yes. Um, but before we get into it, I want to ask you what. So there's this quote on the Wikipedia page that Victoria Justice stated in 2016. So after the movie was released. Okay. I want. I want your take on this quote. Like, what do you think? So she says, the film is a drama, to say the least. There's no true plot to the film. And I feel like after the movie ended, Eli and Naomi got an apartment together and finally lived their true happy endings. So I want to ask you about the, there is no true plot to the film. Okay. (laughs) What do you you think she was saying here, basically? So this is after the film was released. This is a year later. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, there's no true plot. So there are movies where there's not really a strong direction with storytelling. And, like, some of them are good. A lot of independent movies go that route where there's not really, like, a beginning, middle, and end. It's just, like, events happening. Yeah, well, basically, those types of movies, they're really strong in, like, character. And I, like, as someone who's taking a lot of career writing classes, maybe even too many, they always say, like, character stories are better than, like, plot stories but also it could that's not always true. I think it just depends I think that's really like subjective but mm-hmm. with this one I don't think there's a, a strong plot either because there's no mission like there are just things happening on screen but also I don't think it's super character driven either because a lot of these people we don't really get to know them at all it's very yeah. surface level so I don't think it's either of them there is drama involved yeah, so I took this as, like, Victoria kind of, like, I wish I had the context of this interview because it this interview being after the movie was made, it kind of sounds like she is criticizing the movie a little bit. Like, she kind of sees where the critics come from. But I honestly, like, disagree with her saying there's no true plot because I think there is a plot, but it's just not good. It, and it's not strong. I think the plot is... And I'm going to disagree with you saying there isn't a mission. I think there is a mission because Naomi is the protagonist and her goal is to have Eli fall in love with her, but she fails. So like, I mean, it's like the basic plot structure. She has a goal. She has to get to it. She has obstacles in her way. And in the end, she has like, she learns a lesson about something. It's pretty basic, but it's just not good. See, like, I get where you're coming from. Like, like that's her desire is like, she wants to keep her friend. But the reason I don't think it's a plot is just because she doesn't really put anything into motion to make that happen. Like, she's just kind of like, yeah, I don't want I him to that. be gone. And then there's just conflict. Yeah. So I get what you mean. Yeah, I get what you mean by that. So I think she has a goal. Again, again, I'm going to say, like, there is a plot. But, like, the plot structure is just kind of not structured she definitely did not make a vision board or use a manifestation journal at all to help Mm -hmm. her and I think that was Victoria like she probably saw the criticism and she was like 
I get where y'all are coming from, but also let me defend this product that I was in and you would do it too for a check. I think it's that kind Mm -hmm. of statement, but like we said before, we don't have the context for it. So, I mean, I actually appreciate actors who come out like, and I'm going to say this years later, I'm not going to say like right after the movie just came out because that's like probably bad marketing on your part. But I appreciate when they look back and be like, yeah, that movie just wasn't good. I can't just do it for money. Like, uh, yeah, I'm like, yeah, thanks. Or they thought it was a good thing at the time. And then you look mm-hmm. back and you're like, uh, maybe that wasn't well, my best career move. I mean, that does happen. Like, usually what happens, she was probably either asked or she auditioned for the film. She got the script. The script seemed fine. And then maybe the dr- director had like a different vision for the script, maybe changed it a little bit. Or maybe just overall, the story is just not good. Because it's based off of real books, so maybe the book just isn't... Well, first of all, there's a lot of problematic things with this movie. Mm-hmm. But I have a question really quick, too. So this is Naomi and Eli's No Kiss List. There's that other movie, Nick and Nora's Infinite Playlist. I'm like, are these related? I've never heard that other movie. Are they? I'm going to do a Google search. You you keep talking. Yeah. So basically this movie, I guess you could say the problematic part of it is that, well, I'm going to say the tagline, the movie. She's just a girl who loves a boy who loves a boy. So basically Victoria Justice's character, Naomi, is in love with her best friend of like years, um, Eli. But he's gay. And she's just like, I don't believe that. <laughs> she just denies it. Um, they are by the same author, I believe, just to clarify. Because okay. um, I was like, there's no way that two pieces of media would have names that are that similar. But whatever. Okay. But she has this like monologue. Not monologue. But like voiceover in the beginning. As all teen romance movies do. It's or a requirement. just teen movies in general. And, well, no, not really. I mean, I guess teen, if you count, like, 18 as, like, teen. Because they're in college. And she's like, I lie all the time. I'm like, where is this going? And I thought she was going to say, like, I lied. I, like, secretly kissed someone on the no-kiss list. And, yeah, I mean, she has a crush on somebody who's on the no-kiss list. But then she's she says something, and I can't remember the exact quote. And it was like, I lie about liking the gay part. I have part the of- quote if you want me to read <laughs> Okay, it. you say it. Yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so the quote is, I lie to Eli, saying that I'm okay with gay. I am, just not for him. See, for a split moment, I forgot what the plot of the movie was. And I just started texting Taylor, and I'm like, wait, is she like homophobic? What is this movie? Imagine if that would just change everything. <laughs> And I was like, is this supposed to be Naomi, like, overcoming her homophobia or something? It probably would have been a stronger plot than what it is. Because I'm like, what does that mean? And then I remembered, you you reminded me of what the movie is. I'm like, oh, still doesn't make it okay, but it made it, like, funny just knowing that the context was so bad. It's like like Billie Eilish, I just kind of wish you were gay, but the opposite. I just kind of wish you were straight. Yeah, because she, 
And she also never gives, like, implications that she's in love with him. Like, she never flat out says, like, I'm in love with him until, like, the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And because when he she said that, I was like, dang, she just doesn't like that her best friend's gay. Like, this is, like, awful. <laughs> I didn't know she was in love with him. Um, and th- also, like, I don't want to be that person that's, like, He's like giving her, I mean, giving her mixed, mixed messages, signals like, and everything because he like is gay, but at the same time, she, they're like full on like kissing and stuff. I like, need to we? say things about this now. Okay, so Eli, like, you know, they're best friends, they live in the same building right across from each other, they've been friends for years, and they're freshmen in college, like, they're new to the scene, and he's super excited about getting to explore his sexuality because usually in high school, that's just not a thing you know like Mm -hmm. you don't really have like all these hookup opportunities um I didn't have them in college either but you know that's that's just me I'm an outlier um they have this friendship and I'm not gonna say that this is super weird because in some platonic relationships people are like more physical but the way they are about it is bizarre to me because they're just like it's not like oh a kiss on the forehead oh a kiss on the cheek or whatever like where it's like you know, it could be considered friendly. Like, it's like cuddling in your bed, kiss on the lips. Like, what is this? And it's, and it's not just a peck on the lips. It's like, it's not, it's, it's long. It's, and it makes that noise. That, Ew, don't that, even get me started. Yeah. It, it makes the noise. Y'all know what it is. And, but if it's making a noise, y'all should not be doing it. And I was just, like, confused. And I get why she is kind of confused because she's like, wait, so you're, like, gay, gay. Like, she's like, there's no chance that we can be together. And he's like, yeah, pretty much. I'm like, why are you kissing her? Why are you all kissing in the first place? See, I've read books where, like, friendships are like that. And I'm like, I don't understand this. Like, I don't. Like, I get being close to a person and them knowing, like, everything about you. But, like. When y'all start, like, being intimate with one another, don't you think, like, y'all got a chance with one another? Like, y'all are going to slip into something. Something going to slip one day. And it's (laughs) not to perpetuate the idea where it's, like, guys and girls can't just be friends. Like, it's not that. It's just, like, it's bizarre. Yeah. Like, they're, they they don't, like, they have no boundaries at all for anything. And they do, like, like you said, they do cuddle in bed and stuff. And I'm not going to say, like, I didn't sleep in the same bed as, like, my friends when we had sleepovers when we were younger, but we weren't cuddling. I'm not a cuddler, but I've been in groups many years ago um, where, like, that was normal. And I'm like, I don't like this. Like, I was like, I simply am not. I, I think I'm just not a physical touch person, though. Like, I'm not really like, oh, my God, hugs to people anyway. So maybe that's mm-hmm. just a me problem. I don't know, but it's so weird. And speaking of that whole, you know, we we grew up in the same building together since we were kids. I'm so sick of that in it's TV very shows kissing and booth. movies. I'm so sick of it because it's always like, you know, we known each other since we were kids. At least there wasn't like a montage of them like being friends when they were kids. But there were or, a lot of montages that weren't necessary. Yeah. Look look at us. We're in New York. Look at the taxi. Like, can we ever get a whole can can we ever get a story of like two best friends who like met each other like two years ago? That exists. Are you, you saying it's based friends. on us? Oh. Autobiographical. Wow. No, I'm just kidding. 
Like, you don't have to know each other since you were, like, out of the womb. To be close with someone. Yeah. If anything, that's, like, more surprising because usually as you grow, you know, you change. Your interests change. You're not the same person you were when you were seven years old. So it's, like, mm-hmm. the the fact that they're still friends. I feel like if they didn't live in the same building, like, if one of them moved away, they would not be talking anymore. Oh, yeah. Because, like, first of all, I'm not going to say she's, like, clingy or whatever, but... But she is. <laughs> and I feel bad for her, like, where she's, like, in love with him because, you know, maybe he didn't come out to, like, a year earlier because he was, like, in, I don't know. She seemed very confused about it. So he probably didn't come out till like, recently. So she probably thought she always had, like, a chance with him. And then all of a sudden, he's like, yo, you're never going to date me. And she's like, what? We've been kissing and stuff. Where? What? I thought we were full on dating or something. Like, Even I though she it. has a whole entire boyfriend. Oh, yeah. I forget about <laughs> Like, <laughs> seriously, she has a whole entire boyfriend and she's still like, wait, what? Bruce 2 is the true victim of all true. of this. Honestly, Bruce 1 and Bruce 2. Okay, we're saying that because there are two people named Bruce. Uh, there's high school mm-hmm. Bruce who's studying for his SATs. And then there's college Bruce who Naomi's dating. Dating in quotation mm-hmm. marks because, like, girl, that relationship, non-existent. Yeah. I kind of, like, forgot about that because when she, when she mentioned – Okay, so when Eli first mentions Bruce 2, he was like, I'm going to hook you up with, like – a film like a freshman film major and whatever and I was like "Ooh, really like okay and then she's like shut up and I'm like but and like apparently she has a boyfriend <laughs> she has a f- boyfriend who's a freshman film major and I was like wait she has a boyfriend and she's full-on kissing another man and she's talking about Gabe and like how she wants to get with uh him so I'm like girl just cut Bruce too loose just let him go also, I need to know the timeline of these events because it seems like they're in the beginning of college. Okay, I have like she... this. Okay, okay. I you, have this yeah. if you want it. Okay, so basically, they're freshmen in college, and the way I've, like, deduced this is because when she first walks into her class at NYU, she's like, I fooled the NYU admissions board into letting them think that I have a vision for my future. So it seems like they're new. And Gabe at the end of the, Gabe is the doorman for the apartment complex. I don't know if I said that. He's like, yeah, I remember when you two graduated from high school and he talks about it like it's a year ago. So it's not that long. And this movie takes place in October because we have a Halloween party. And when they go past the bakery and they're standing outside, there's a breast cancer awareness poster. Okay. So it is October freshman year. I would say, they're like maybe a month and a half into or maybe like two months into mm-hmm. their freshman year. So basically she so I assume she met Bruce too in college. Um I don't know how they would have met considering he's a film major. I have no idea what she is. But like she maybe in a genetic class, I don't know. I mean it's so very possible because at first everybody's together. Yeah, so they've probably been dating, I would say, for like a month and a half. I'm just going to estimate. So there's, I, I thought, I don't know why I had in my head this was like a very long relationship that just like was really taking its course. <laughs> but it's, it doesn't seem that long. But they, there has to be some sort of commitment there because like, as you said, he's a yeah. film major. 
And he's working on this documentary, which can I just say, I hate that trope. Like all these movies where there's some random character who's like, I'm shooting a documentary and they film everything, like all these personal moments that people are going through. And that's on Vanessa from Gossip Girl. It does give me like freshman film major vibes. Although when you're a freshman, you don't make movies yet. And that's not how you make a movie in college usually maybe you do it's a it, personal thing that he's doing and like trying to enter into a contest and or he, something. he said he said it's for a project and he's like okay project it's for his own personal desires literally he's like it's for my late night projects <laughs> uh and then you have Bruce One, who – can I talk about him for a second? So this child is in high school. I think he's like a senior or a junior because he's studying for these SATs. And he is in love with Naomi and obviously does not have a chance with her because, hello, illegal. But then when they have this big conflict, Naomi's like, yeah, Bruce, come with me, Bruce One. Come on. And did she actually make out with him in that, like, pornographic Snickers scene? Or was that, like, a fantasy for him? That was a fantasy. Because he was, like, basically – he was creepily, like, telling whoever was in the lobby at the time his, like, fantasy of how him and Naomi are going to get together. And his whole thing was just, like, I like Snickers. (laughs) And that was basically it. And, like, yeah, he's two years younger than she is because he said, like, the first time they met – she was seven. He was five. They were in the elevator. She like lifted up her skirt and like stick stuck out her tongue, tongue or something. I don't know. Um, just as kids do, you know, just girly uh, things. Yeah. Um, and he's like, I've been in love ever since. I'm like, okay, boy. And then there's that like little uh, other little kid, George or something, because they call mm-hmm. him Curious George. I don't know what he he was cool. I guess he was just kind of there. Uh, I need to talk about this no kiss list, right? So we're making obvious comparisons to the kissing booth because that is a prime example of like a friendship based on rules and no boundaries. Yeah. This kiss. Okay. I I just need to go in for a second. They designed this because they're like a friendship where we never fight over guys is a friendship that lasts forever. And I'm like, this is their attempt at saving their friendship, even when there's literally not even a threat on the horizon. But y'all do y'all. And it doesn't seem like there are any rules. Like, it's just this random journal she has. And it it literally has one person on the list, and it's Gabe. And Eli doesn't even like Gabe. Wait, okay, so I have to think about this for a minute. So, basically, they have this whole list. And I don't know why. I thought they've had this list since, like, high school or something. I thought it was a forever thing, too, but it seems like it's recent. Yeah, it seems recent because of what you said. There only seems to be one name, unless they just didn't mention any others. Or she is, like, completely oblivious to his sexuality. Because if so, they have – she literally has a whole journal with her with her best friend who is a guy saying, like, we can't kiss these guys. Maybe she's banking on, like, fluidity or something. Yeah. But I thought – I thought this was funny. So I was kind of lost at the beginning of the film. I thought the opening credits were – the the actual no kissless and they were doing some weird animation and i was like monique coleman is on the list how odd but okay taylor mckessie from high school musical will not be accepting any kisses in this film because i didn't recognize any of the other names and i guess i just missed victoria justice's name but i thought that was i was like odd but okay 
And she I just doesn't want these it. people's kisses anyway. Yeah. And I saw, and then I saw, her, I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> I just like, uh, I didn't understand the rules because like later in the movie, when her and Eli are fighting, she's like, Eli, you're number two on my no kiss list. So I'm like, wow, this girl literally only has Gabe on there, which is really interesting because neither of the, like, he's not vying for Gabe's attention, like at all. Like he doesn't really care. Like he acknowledges that Matt Daddario is hot, but that's it. Um, mm-hmm. But then, like, whenever Eli comes back from his, like, you know, clubbing or hooking up with people, he's like, yeah, I made out with this guy from the Upper East Side. And Naomi loses her mind. She's like, I didn't know you were just going around kissing everyone. Well, I don't think it was, like, a no-kissless thing. It was more like, wait, so you're really gay? So you're, like, just kissing random guys now, so that officially means you're gay and you don't, you're not in love with me? I think it's just, like, she's so insecure with like herself and she just she's like please date me please marry me i have a theory on this list so to to, okay to get into this theory you have to talk about the parents for a second so naomi's home life is not the greatest her dad cheated on her mom with eli one of eli's moms because he has two moms um And then that ended their marriage. I don't know if they're divorced or just separated. It seems like separated because the mom is like kind of waiting around like, he'll come back to me. But Mm. she's just a full on zombie not doing anything. And obviously that was a huge betrayal to her family that her dad would be unfaithful. So I'm like, maybe she made this list after her parents separated, like soon after. Because she saw that what her dad had done, and she didn't want to be betrayed by Eli mm-hmm. in the same way. Yeah. So if he That's doesn't engage with anyone else, she can't lose him. Like, if he's oh, not this, hooking up with anybody, she can't lose him as a friend. This movie's just so much deeper than we thought. I know. It's just you have to dig under um, the layers. We should also point out that Eli's one of Eli's moms that you know cheated on her partner, wife, I don't know. so they're still together but it's still like very like i mean it's there's a lot Mm -hmm. of tension there but the whole thing is that she just realized she's still a lesbian like she's just a lesbian she just i mean there's no fluidity like she's not fluid like there's nothing the movie couldn't just say like oh she's bi or just like curious yeah and she was just like no i'm a lesbian it's very First, black or white in this movie. Yeah. The whole backstory with the moms is just messed up and, and like, kind of unnecessary in a way. Her dad could have cheated with literally anyone, and they could have had the same results. But I think, like, part of it is because, like, Naomi, she's so focused on her own problems. She's like, well, at least your parents are working it out. But she doesn't see, like how tense it actually is because Eli doesn't really tell her like they're supposed to hang out that one night and he's just like hey gotta go have dinner with my moms he but like not in though, detail he's like yeah I mean he just he kind of like sighs and said 911 and she's just like oh well your parents are working it out though my dad left us yeah it's like well it sucks for you but like my life is really hard my life is really hard too and- and her mom is clearly, like, not doing well. Oh, yeah. Like, she's super clear, depressed. Like, she's – and 
honestly, like, I would, I'm not, not out here trying to say, like, like, diagnosing anybody, but, like, bipolar, maybe, because she, like, gets this rant. It seemed like a manic episode. I mean, she's literally, like, destroying the walls, which I don't think you can do in apartments. But could also just be yeah. a fit of rage. Who knows? Yeah. She's, like, a full-on shell of her former self. And I thought this was super toxic. She's doing that thing that we all do when we've been hurt by someone where you look at photos and stuff. And she picks up this picture from her past and she's like look at how thin I was there and then Naomi's like oh am I in any of these and she's like these are from before you were born like she's like look how happy I was before you ruined everything I'm like whoa yeah basically saying look I was good looking until I had a kid like your kid barely bothers you and the fact that like okay I get it her mom's like very depressed she can't do a lot but like the fact that Naomi in the end is the one who got the job her parents just basically dipped on her for real like they were short on rent and they didn't have like electricity and she's like well I guess I gotta work at the bakery like that's gonna pay for anything I'm sorry and that apartment seemed nice that building was like a nice building and they're in New York so you know rent is sky high oh Naomi maybe she has another job the end of the movie, you know, Victoria Justice says, I think Eli and Naomi got an apartment together and finally lived their true happy endings. Um, I think Naomi, I think the real ending is Naomi uh, realizing that working at a bakery just isn't going to be enough. Well, she had that work-study job, too. She did? Yeah, because when her and um, girl Robin, Monique Coleman, they're putting library books back, she says, like, work-study I kind of forgot about that whole friendship, which very underrated. She honestly kind of did Robin dirty. It's one of those situations where Eli and Naomi, like, they're each other's only friends, essentially. Like, they don't really branch out at all. Well, Eli starts to. And then Naomi's like, since when do we do that? Since when do we join Spanish Club? Like, she loses her mind. It's so possessive. Mm-hmm. it's like clingy but monique or sorry robin i keep calling her monique whatever she's trying to befriend her and like be a decent human and they're like at the beginning of the movie they're kind of just acquaintances it's like oh we go to the same school we are in the same class whatever but then it becomes deeper like when she starts having these issues with eli but what i really didn't like this kind of was hurtful she calls robin her backup friend and i'm like oh like no Ooh, that's, I don't remember that's that. not nice and then robin gets asked out by boy robin which hello y'all can use different names uh bruce 2.0 he oh he plays stan on the u.s versions of skins which is absolutely trash but i needed yeah. to say that um she starts trying to like help her date him kind of she's like let's give you a makeover she said, just because you work at a library doesn't mean you have to dress like a librarian. And I thought her outfit was cute. Mm, yeah. With her little beret. She was being attacked this whole movie. And for what? For, for what? existing? They made her out to be, like, the boring girl. Because, like, during the Halloween thing, she was wearing this, like, blue sweatsuit situation or whatever. Or maybe she was wearing part of her costume. And Naomi was like, we gotta go. And she's like, I look like a blueberry. Like, she was just, like, never put together. But Boy Robin says, I love blueberries. It was that cute. would have made my heart stop. 
Yeah, but I would not want to be the backup friend. That's what I'm saying. Naomi kind of reminds me of, like, Bella from... No, okay, uh, let me explain myself. She reminds me of Bella from Twilight in the sense of, like, why is everybody like her? Mm-hmm. You know, like, when Bella goes to Forks and everybody's like, it's a new girl. Oh, my goodness. She's so cute. And then Anna Kendrick's character is just like, what is, like, what is y'all's fascination with her? I'm kind of the same with Naomi. Like, why is everybody like her? Mm-hmm. She just seems, and not like that she's boring. It's just that she's kind of a horrible person. Like, she's not the worst person we've ever seen, but she definitely has some character development to go through. Some yeah. uh, lessons to learn. Can I have an English teacher symbolism moment? Ooh, of course. Um, so we all know that I love to just, like, reach. Uh, there's this line when Eli and Naomi are hanging out, and he says, when I feel like sticking my head in the oven, you put cookies in there instead. <laughs> And I'm like, that line was everything to me. (laughs) I thought this was funny. So this is when he gets that text to go home and have dinner with his moms and like mediate or whatever. And in the background, while he's reading that text from his mom, Naomi, she's like blabbing on about, let's do this. Let's do that. Let's watch a movie, blah, blah, blah. She says, let's eat cookie dough. Yeah, I did see. Yeah, I noticed that. And I said, I'm not trying to like great Gatsby this, but I think this was the writer's way of saying that Naomi isn't the hero for Eli. As much as she's frustrated that he's kind of absent in her life right now, she's also not really present when they are together because she's focused on 900 different things. So she's not emotionally available. She can't make cookies. She can only offer the dough. Mm -hmm. She can't give him what he needs because she doesn't have it herself. Thank you, English 1010 class. Uh, If anyone needs any help with their papers, feel free to see me in the library, in the writing lab. Like you said, she's got so many problems of her own. And I need to talk about her and Bruce Two's relationship. That whole dorm room scene was just like a hot mess and a half. It was like, so they're trying to do the dang thing for the first time. And for some reason, I thought this was so strange when she was telling um, Girl Robin about this. And she was like, not even with Bruce, too. Because she says she's a virgin. She's like, not even Bruce, too. Like, it seems like they've only known each other for like a month and a half. I know. I'm like, calm down. Yeah, I'm like, I don't know. (laughs) It's so, it's just stereotypically awful. Everything goes wrong. I mean, they're trying to do it in the dorm room. I mean. And she's not into it. Like, you can see she's not into it. and. You know, someone who is a good communicative partner would say, hey, are you sure you want to do this? But he's Mm -hmm. just like, you want to take your top off? You want me to get my camera and shoot for my documentary? I mean, he was, I guess, consent. He was, (laughs) uh, you could put it that way, but it was just so awkward. You could tell there was nothing there. Um, But then later on in the movie, we have another awkward scene. Um, between Bruce 2 and Eli. Oh my god. When, this scene they, had me in tears almost. When they bond over their love of X-Men comics. Because apparently liking X-Men comics when you're in college is just so geeky and outrageous. And like, oh my gosh, you like X-Men too? And they have this whole like metaphor thing. Because, you know, there was supposed to be a metaphor there of, like, you know, mutants. 
they're just not like, they don't get to have a disguise. They're not like Clark Kent. They can't just like put on some glasses and go about their day. Mutants are just mutants. They gotta be like that all day, every day. And you the know, way they tried to compare mutants to homosexuality is <laughs> really a choice. Oh, it was it was something else. I I need the um, no kiss list and X Men crossover. I really do. I'll write the fanfic. I'll put it on Ao3. Uh, <laughs> I just thought that that whole scene between the two of them was it was very fan fiction. It really was. Like they're sitting on the floor. He has the comic book, and then they like lean in and kiss. And Eli's like, oh, it, it, all of this is happening on Halloween together as Sid and Nancy, aka Jessica and Justin. The only couple that we hear about. This, this wasn't the same night because Bruce two came back another day. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was Halloween because he. Yeah. Yep. And they're like hiding this little rendezvous thing they're having, even though Bruce is still, you know, hanging around Dang, Naomi like yeah. everything is normal, and he has to hide him in the closet, which like <laughs> he, when he comes back because he has he obviously has to keep Bruce there. He's like, can you please just stay? Like. I know that this movie is corny, but that kind of got me a little bit. I would, you know, whatever. But mm-hmm. this man gets clocked over the brand of gum he has, which I thought was insane. Yeah, like, because Naomi sees that um, Eli has this gum because he had to go back, get an excuse saying, like, I need to get something. And she sees the gum and she's like, wait. Wait, in her in her monologue moment, she's like, "Wait, Bruce too. Bruce too's dad is a dentist. He's the only person that that I know that eats sugar free gum, and he he chews Orbit. You know, Eli's never chewed Orbit. He likes his uh, hubba bubba. I don't know what it was. It was like the like the sugar, the really sugary. pink gum or whatever. Yeah. And then she's like, "When do you? Since when do you chew Orbit? Like." I don't know, since I've been kissing a bunch of guys. (laughs) When she said that, I was like, that's insane. Mm -hmm. Like, people switch things up. And to be able to draw those kind of conclusions from something so small, Mm -hmm. it was insane. And that's when, like, the true conflict begins. She gets down to the lobby, and she's kind of suspicious. But, you know, Bruce 1 confirms, oh, yeah, Bruce 2 is upstairs. He came up earlier. And then that's that's when the whole argument makes another list or like some type of contract. And she's like, okay, so I get to go at this point. Don't walk here at this point because I don't want to ever see you. Custody arrangement. Yeah. And Elon is kind of like, I don't care. I'll get the mail whenever I want because it's so ridiculous. And like I get it again. Like she... Like, Bruce, like, technically, like, her boyfriend cheated on her with her best friend. But at the same time, she was out here just crushing on everybody else. I mean, she was basically, like, cheating on him this entire time. That's why I think, like, it's not so much the fact that Eli, you know, kissed and started date dating, in parentheses, Bruce. In parentheses, in quotation. Pathetic piece of trash. And it really, like shatters her because she sees the way that her mom is just like absolutely um and they arrange this little meeting i i don't think i could ever be that bold to like write up a whole letter and be like don't come here and don't do that like i would just simply avoid them on my own yeah 
And <laughs> when she said, like, the cafe, Sunday, and I'm like, what are they doing? Like, she, I thought y'all were trying to avoid each other. And then they do, like, the whole, like, exchange, like, they have all this stuff. It did seem like a breakup. Because that's what, like, you see in movies and TV shows. Like, oh, couples break up. They got to give them their stuff back. And in a way, like, it is a breakup because... They're so like, close. Like, I fully believe that platonic breakups exist. Like, they mm-hmm. happen. Sometimes you have really dramatic falling out. with. Like, sometimes you just, like, drift apart from people and it's chill and it's whatever. But sometimes you have, like, really dramatic falling outs with people. And it is similar to the way a breakup would be. Yeah. And during this time... I guess it's during this time. She has, like, this, like... I don't know, tantrum in, like, the janitor's closet for some reason. And... What's his name? What's well, because she guy. sees him in the hallway. Very beautiful it's man. It's Gabe. Um, Gabe. And he's like, yo, somebody's got clean. No. I, I don't even remember what the conversation was. He was but- like, hey, are you okay? And she was like. <laughs> and then he was like, oh, you're bleeding. Oh, no. It was like and a then, paper cut. My for real. It was like her cuticle was a little bit askew. And then he's like, it's going to be okay, baby girl. He doesn't say that, but she gets up and she tries to kind of like get things going because she's wanted to be with Gabe for a good long while. And he's Mm -hmm. like, hey, you're clearly in an emotionally vulnerable position right now. I am not going to take advantage of you, which is why like we stand Gabe. We, Mm -hmm. We stand Gabriel. He said, just go home and listen to that cassette tape that I made you. And I know that that's corny because people do that all the time. But I think that's so cute. If anyone sat down and took the time to make me a playlist... But it was also cute because he put it in her, um, in her like mailbox, mm-hmm. and she didn't know it was from him. And he was like, "So, what's your favorite song on the cassette tape?" And she was like, "It was you." And I'm like, "Well, obviously it was him, but okay." Because <laughs> she thought it was Eli. I'm like, I feel like if he made it, He's this would have been a long-standing tradition for y'all. Yeah, because he was like cassette tape. I, I, cassette. Like, what, what year do you think I was born in? Um. But it was cute. They end up together and stuff. You know, really cute couple stuff. I have and a question then, for you. Okay. In regards to that. Okay. So you know how a lot of times in books and movies, if it's a girl, usually like hurts him and it's like, everything's together. This time it's kind of like not that. When Eli leaves her life, like when they have their little breakup... She's like, okay, I'm getting a job. I'm helping Bruce one study for the SATs. Like, she's on the up and up. But is that because Gabe was in her life, or was that, like, solely her decision? Oh, I don't know. I don't know, because, like, I just assume, like, time passed, and she just, like, really had to get some of this stuff done. Like, she had to get that job. But also, Gabe is the reason why she went further into New York, which I never understood what they were talking about. I guess they were just too afraid to go too far, which I understand. But they were always like, oh, we don't go there. We don't go above 14th Street. You've lived in New York your entire life, and you've only stayed in this one little area. And Gabe is like, no. We're going to, like, Central Park. Um, So maybe... Uplifts you, and you're like, okay, I can get through this. But I don't like when it's like, a girl needs a man to initiate... Her having any... Her coming back, which, uh, I don't know, y'all should probably figure that out. <laughs> but... <laughs> I'm like, are y'all divorced, but, or is he just gone? 
Yeah, because he's also supposed to pay child support apparently, and you know he's not doing that. So well, he would probably paying figure child that support out. Support because she's not a minor. That is true. Oh, I guess for the rent, that's what they were talking about. Mm-hmm. I don't remember. She just said he didn't send the check or anything. Um, but you know, teen movies and romance—you gotta love them. But I want to talk about Eli and Bruce. Two's relationship because I truly don't do not think they would last. They just like don't. The only thing they have in common is that they like X Men comics. <laughs> it seems like they just don't seem like matches. They really and don't. Eli accidentally calls him nothing. He's like, I can't believe me and Naomi aren't friends anymore. All over nothing. And Bruce is like, Yeah. Well, thanks. But I don't think they would last either because Bruce is just kind of coming to terms with his sexuality and it's not really defined because he talks Mm -hmm. about coming out to his mom and his mom's like, so are you gay? And he's like, no, I'm just not straight. So like, you know, he's the only example we get of like fluidity. It's like, I like who I like because it's not defined as anything specific. But I don't think they would last either. And we didn't get to see them very much. Like, we, they only had, like, two or three scenes together. They just seem like two. Like, I know there's that whole, like, opposites attract. But they seem like two opposite to attract. But, you know. It's the heart my, wants what the heart wants. Yeah. Not my movie, I guess. Not my problem. But the fact that Victoria Justice said, like, I think Eli and Naomi got an apartment together and finally lived their true happy endings like what is their happy endings they got an apartment together did she just ditch her mom her mom still seemed like she needed some help i don't know maybe she like took her mom to therapy and she kind of got her act together i don't know which character this is what i want to know which character from this movie would you tag yourself as like who would you be like that's me um i personally feel like i'm curious george because I'm barely there, but I'm just like watching the entire time. I would wonder what's going on. I'm just Robin. listening. Oh, I that cut out. I'm so sorry. I didn't. I would have put you as Girl Robin. Girl Robin, really? Mm-hmm. I take that as a compliment. Taylor McCassie, um, two point out. Who do you think you are? Uh, Naomi's mom. No. You're not. You listen, delusional, tired, and then like she talks about starting a jewelry shop on like Etsy, I guess. And I'm like, I literally have a list of beads that I want to buy to make necklaces. You know, we can co-own a shop. I think you're a boy, Robin. A stoner who likes blueberries. This is me. This is me professing my love to you. (laughs) You know. I hope that, like, one day... I wish this podcast was set in a different era. I know, like, that's not possible. But, like, back when we were like, I ship so-and-so, and and we would have fan art. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. Like, I I got what you... What you were saying, but it still keeps cutting out like every once in a while. It's pro- it's probably on my end. I'm so sorry. So, Roy, do you want to do blank as blank before we wrap her up? Yeah, I guess we should do it quickly because it's like starting to really cut out. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, we gotta think. What is the blank that we're dealing? Like what? So that would be something appropriate. 
Um, okay. Should we do something like Valentine's Day related? Okay. What about like types of dates? Like Valentine's Day dates or something? All right. Like your ster- uh, the stereotypical ones you know in like movies and TV shows. Because that's the only context I know them in. Um, okay. Someone would have to be a movie date. And I feel like movie date would be Bruce 2. It has to be Bruce 2. I mean. Because movie dates, like, you no don't other- communicate. Yeah. And he's a film major. I mean, obviously. Oh, yeah, for sure. I completely forgot about that detail, but it definitely makes yeah. sense. Um, okay, so I'm trying to think Gabriel. Gabriel is, like, okay, so Gabriel is always wanting you to step out of your comfort zone. So I feel like he's ice skating. That's cute. I would not mm. want to do that, but that's cute. I wouldn't want to do it either, but, you know, I appreciate <laughs> the sentiment. In theory, it's cute. But, yeah. like, doing I, – I would knock some teeth out. <laughs> um, hospital day, ER day. Uh, <laughs> I think that Eli – okay, Eli. This is what I think he would be, right? He would be one of – what is it called when you go, go to, like, those painting places but you get drunk, like – Painting with a twist. Like, you know, you drink oh, and paint. Yeah, I don't know. But, like, yeah, I, I get what you mean. He would be that because, like, you saw his room. It was mm-hmm. very, it was the blueprint for the tumbler bedrooms, the collage, the fairy lights. Yeah. He appreciates artistry. So I feel like they would go and paint. And he's just now in the clubbing scene because of college. So that would be perfect for him. Yeah. Alcohol in a controlled environment. That's great. Mm-hmm. Bruce one, um, who's in high school. Bruce one, I feel like because he's in high school, I feel like he would take you out like to frozen yogurt or something. If only he weren't a minor. That's my ideal date. We haven't had yogurt in years. Yeah. Um, I think I have the perfect one for Boy Robin. I think Boy Robin is like he cooks you a meal. I, think I would that's it. pass away. I feel like what he would do is he would sit. I literally saw a TikTok about this earlier. And if anyone ever wants to do this for me, let me know. They were like, take him on a date to the grocery store. Buy groceries, cook a meal together. And I'm like, that Aww. would be so precious. Oh, that's cute. Is there anybody? Aww. Did we forget anyone? I mean, there's that Mr. McAllister guy he was like the older man that we just occasionally saw but I never like knew what why he was there I don't and that lady too well weren't we talking about the guys of oh what about guitar man Otis he was my favorite Otis Otis would take you he would take you to like not like a concert but maybe like a jazz show (laughs) He probably would. He's like, you like jazz? And it would be fun. You know, you would sway a little. Yeah. And Curious George would say, let's go to Central Park because it's free. Because he ain't got no I'm income. I'm a child. He's a literal I'm a child. baby. He would give, oh, but he would like give you like a little like Valentine's Day candy from his like little box that oh, he got the like in school. Boxes. Yeah, the shoe box. <laughs> that takes me back. And he would give you one of those little cards that you, like, rip and, you know, you just put the person's name on it. Yeah. It would be, like, just some elementary school flirting. 
Mm-hmm. That's cute. I think we perfectly, you know, put the these boys into their place <laughs> with the, their dates. The exactly dates they would be. where they belong. Mm-hmm. Anyways, you know what else belongs in this podcast? A quizzy wizzy. You know what else also belongs in this podcast? A review. Okay, can we skip a that? Rating. Can we? Yeah, a rating. Can we cut that part out? Because that's very embarrassing. I always forget to do those. Um, it's, okay. been a, it's been a hot minute. What would you give this film? I will give this film two... Um, two, two, sorry, my, my air, uh, AirPods died. Two, um, Eli's, what did Eli do? He said, sorry, I'm like really trying to think here. Two Eli's clubbing and making out with boys and just doing his dang thing out of five. <laughs> Ooh, I was going to give it, I feel like three is a little generous. Three is a little generous. Um, Maybe like two and a half because I did like some of the dialogue. So two and a half sledgehammer holes to the apartment wall so you don't get your deposit back out of five. Um, Yeah, like I thought it was cute. I thought it was enjoyable. It's finally not in high school. We get something that's said in college, even though education took the back burner. Like it always does. We got a boy band moment. We did. And this movie was crafted for us. There's a Robert Pattinson reference, a dance mom's note, Mm -hmm. and a 13 Reasons reference. So what more could I ask for? All for the Curtain and All podcast. Anyways... Should we take a quizzy wizzy? We should. We are taking a quiz called Cast and Direct Your Own Rom-Com and we'll reveal which Valentine's Day candy you are. What's your happily ever after story? By ADJ1, a community contributor. Thanks, ADJ1. Are they initials? Are they the number one DJ? We'll never know. I think they are the number one DJ. Um, Diplo, watch out. Is Diplo a DJ? I don't even know. I know it's electronic. Um, you know, Diplo, Marshmallow, uh, Ryan Tedder. They are DJs. <laughs> Ryan Tedder. He's a producer. But I feel like he gives me DJ energy. I feel like he probably did it in college or something. He, he could. In, like, his dorm room. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm the number one party spot. <laughs> All right. Who's your leading lady? So, not going to lie, we had to do some Googling because this quiz did not want to provide us with names, but that's okay. Uh, number one, we have Miss Meg Ryan from When Harry Met Sally. We have Ryan Gosling's Everything. Uh, Eva... Mendez. Mendez. I get her and Longoria mixed up all the time. It's because I have the same name. I'm so sorry. Then mm-hmm. we have who we think is Constance Wu. You know what? I'm going to say I'm positive it is because that's her character. I I couldn't remember what character she played in Crazy Rich Asians, but that's her. 
It's just so many people to keep track of. Then we have yeah. Julia Roberts from Mystic Pizza. We've done a review on it. Please stream it. Then we have Miss Drew Barrymore from potentially, is it 50 First Dates? Mm-hmm. 50 First Dates. Potentially from Sandler. that movie. We're not sure. Mm-hmm. Then we have uh, J-Lo. This is either Made in Manhattan or Monster-in-Law. Not sure. We have Sandra Bullock holding it down, taking some notes, little coffee cup on hand. And then our queen, Priyanka Chopra. Um, my leading lady. I didn't know if this was her character at first. But when I learned, I was like, you know what? I think she could be my leading lady. I loved her character in Crazy Rich Asians. So I'm going to say Miss Constance Wu. You know, I thought I was going to pick Julia Roberts because I do kind of love her like a little bit, but mm-hmm. a little bit, let's get real, a lot of it, but I think I'm going to pick Drew Barrymore simply because Sarah Paulson does this impression of her that I think is very funny and I've really been on a Sarah Paulson kick because there's this compilation Ooh. on TikTok where it's like, I don't want cupcakes and it's the funniest thing. I've never seen that. AHS baby. <laughs> who's your love interest okay so a lot of men we have ethan hawk and this is from that movie i think it's a trilogy where it's like, what is it like after sunset or something and it's like three movies mm-hmm. and it's the same couple but at different ages Ooh, i mean it sounds interesting but i don't know i hear about this movie all the time these movies sorry plural but i've never watched them then we have will smith i'm pretty sure this is in hitch potentially yeah i can't really tell we have who katie thinks is jude law i don't know what that man looks like so i can't confirm or deny i can't okay so i'm not positive but he gives me jude law vibes so like young jude law though but i feel like that's him but isn't everyone always like jude law is so hot yeah (laughs) maybe i'm broken because he just gives me like elf energy like elf at the mall okay no shade and then we have uh Tom Hanks in Sleepless in Seattle, mm-hmm. pretty sure. And then we have our boy from This Is Us. Say his name again. What is it? Sterling. Sterling K. Brown. Sterling K. Brown. I've never seen that show. So sorry to anyone who's a fan. And then we have a man who neither of us know who that is because it's only half of his face. Yeah. Maybe it's like Antonio Mr. Banderas. Mr. TriStar Pictures himself. Orlando Bloom. That is, no, that is not Orlando Bloom's nose. You know what? I'm going to go with Ethan Hawke because why not? I was going to pick Ethan. Mm. You can pick Ethan. Because I don't think Tom, even though like I think he's great, I don't think he's who I want for this particular film. Mm. I can see that. But maybe like, you know what? I'm going to pick Will Smith. Maybe it'll bring some like comedy, but it could also be serious. He's done seven pounds. He's done the pursuit of happiness. It could go mm-hmm. either way. Yeah. What's your leading lady doing during her meet cute? <laughs> Hold on. What's your leading leading lady doing during her meet cute? We have dirty dancing. During your cute. <laughs> it's a meet cute. Meet cute. <laughs> you don't know what a meet cute is? A meet cute? Have no. you never heard that? Like, no. That's when you meet someone, like in books and stuff, like when they meet in a cute way. 
It's like, oh, we ran into each other at the flower shop and he knocked into me and I dropped my bouquet and then we locked out. Like, it's a meet cute. Never heard of that. We have dirty dancing, body and soul. Uh, Getting pulled over, something I have experience with now. Eating or playing with waffles. All right. Very specific. Cursing, something we all have experience with. Uh, Working. Something I'll soon have experience with. That's on being employed soon, babies. Heckling a comedian, driving, or eating dinner. Um, Okay, so I want to add a little flavor to my rom-com. Whatever this movie is, I don't know. Um, I want my leading lady to be kind of villainous. So she's going to heckle a comedian because you shouldn't do that, apparently. I don't know. Apparently there's rules. Hmm. I think I want to do eating or playing with waffles. Because, like, where is that happening? Is it in the home? Is it at a waffle house? Where are it's, we? It's at Waffle House. <laughs> um, choose a psychic. Oh, gosh. This is where we really don't know because, like, there are so many people. So I'm just going to give general description. We have 20th Century Fox woman with hoop earrings, and a prominent nose. We have Universal Pictures wrestling singlet basketball man. We have Columbia Pictures half a face Karen haircut. We have Universal Pictures yeehaw. Just yeehaw. Just just picture it. Yeehaw. We have Aquafina in a blonde wig. Um, Literally, it's her. We have this guy. I know who he is, but I can't think of the name right now. But basically think tiger king but blind in one eye then we have smiling flat top man he's having the best day of his life gums out on show you know living his truth and then we have 80s hair green eyeshadow antique earrings you know i'm gonna keep the you know i was gonna say aquafina because she's the only one i know but i think it would be just so interesting for Constance Wu to have, you know, the yeehaw get it boy. That's it. I'm picking, um, hmm. I'm going to pick flat top man because he's enthusiastic. He's giving me positivity. Choose a grand gesture. This is my favorite. Okay. We have the cue card moment. This has been parodied on SNL so many times. We have the boombox so scene. <laughs> I don't know if I would want someone to hold a boombox outside of my window. I've never actually seen that movie where this happens, but I, mm-hmm. I've i seen it so many times. That clip. I've seen people parody it in like TV shows and stuff, but never the actual scene. We have serenading them with the absolute love of my life. We have building them a house, you know, good old note, the notebook, mm-hmm. in-flight song and proposal. Is this from uh, The Wedding Singer? I have no idea. I th- No, you know, Drew Barrymore is in this scene right here. So I know she, like, I feel like for some reason Drew Barrymore, this has happened to Drew Barrymore. In a movie. I think yeah, they I all kind of make the same movies again and again. So, like, I think any guess is a good one. Yeah. We have confessing their love in front of a room full of people. 
running up her fire escape, roses in mouth, or oh my god, we're both having strokes today. Cool, professing their love at midnight on New Year's Eve. I'm obviously picking serenading. Um, I wouldn't want anyone to do that, but I love that movie. I I'm gonna pick cue card moment, even though overdone so many times on SNL. And it would be so awkward to wait, but I do like that movie. So, what movie is that? It's Love Actually. Have I seen Love Actually? It's that. It's that British, you know, the British one where all the British people fall in love. I haven't seen Love Actually at Christmas. It's a Christmas one. It has Keira Knightley in it. She uh, she's the one being cue carded. I've never that seen moment. that woman in anything. It's also got that. Um, well, I said boy. He's not a boy. He's a man. He's a thirty-year-old man, but looks like a twelve-year-old boy. Um, oh, that Thomas oh, guy. Mm-hmm. I know who you're Thomas talking about Brody Sangster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and he was like only five years younger than she was, and he looked like four. <laughs> Youth. So youth um choose your happily ever after ending the best kiss of all time i think that's princess bride uh proposal overdone running away into the night it, they just ditched a wedding you know somebody called it off big um, april subway april and jackson mm-hmm. uh wedding once again overdone a recap of the love story or there isn't a happy ending actually um, who is my lumberjurist? Oh, Ethan Hawke. <laughs> I was like, um, you know what? I I was going to say there isn't a happy ending to be different, but you know what? There has to be. I think a recap of the love story, you know, it's in the end, it shows they're actually recapping their love story to their child as a bedtime story. I don't see an option that I want. Like, I really want the end of the movie to be like the parent trap when it's like this will be and all the pictures from the wedding come up but I don't want the actual wedding scene I just want us to be able to imagine um you want a montage yeah that's all I want in this world and that's not an option I think I'm gonna pick I don't really want to kiss because I feel like that's kind of we've we've seen it there isn't a happy ending someone maybe they'll die maybe it'll be like seven pounds when Rosario Dawson like her heart (laughs) is all messed up Oh, not Rosario Dawson. What did you? What's what's the type of candy you are? A chocolate heart. Oh, you specifically from Godiva. Uh, you okay. may wear your heart on your sleeve, but what's inside is even richer than one could guess. You're sweet inside and out, inside and out. I said that really weird. And you love will all of your heart. It's no that. See, it wasn't me. It's just not written correctly. <laughs> And you love with all of your heart, not will. We're obviously having trouble reading today, guys. It literally says you love will all your heart. Well, it is BuzzFeed. I thought I was having a stroke, but it actually just isn't written right. Okay. So I got sweethearts. You may come in a small package, but you're full of a gigantic, you're full of a gigantic wit and ambition. I don't know why that A is there. It feels weird. You always know just what to say and never fail to bring joy to those you care about. Oh. 
I don't feel like Thanks. that resonated with I don't think mine resonated with me. Did yours resonate with because you? Because you couldn't because it made no sense. It didn't make sense and I don't feel like sweet inside and out. Well, that's okay. And honestly, this was the only Valentine's Day like quiz that I found that was like that wasn't, you know, when will your crush ask you out? I think that's like what that. I needed. Um Sorry. But who has a crush? I'm sorry I haven't asked you out yet, Taylor. Uh, yeah, Katie, my number one crush. I write her name on my journal. So I'm like, see your diary. <laughs> she writes it in her Sean Mendes journal. In my Sean Mendes manifestation journal. I'm yeah. like, dear diary, today is going to be the day that Katie professes her love for me. Uh, it's gonna, I'm manifesting it. I'm putting it into the universe. And then I look at the <laughs> screenshots I have from the podcast and I'm like, conjuring the energy. As delusional as Naomi. As delusional <laughs> as her mother. Really? Poor thing. She's the real deluded one. She didn't one. even get a full, like, character arc. No, she just laid in that bed all day. And ain't I mean, nothing wrong with that. Sometimes you have her. to just yeah. lay in bed for months at a time when your husband cheats on you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway, should we do our outro? Of course. We hope all you little love bugs have the greatest February ever. Give us a rating. Give us a review. Tell us what you like. Tell us what you don't like. And be sure to follow us on Twitter at Courage and Doll and check out our website. CourageDollPodcast.wixsite.com slash now playing. And if you don't have Twitter but you still want to tell us your thoughts, then email us CourageDollPodcast at gmail.com and subscribe Bye. Bye.